everyone and welcome to Flawless, a music podcast. My name is George and I'm joined by my two co-hosts. Liam. And Grant. Well done, guys. Nice, that's a new format. I like it. (laughs) Each episode, one of our hosts or a guest nominates an album that they think is flawless and we talk about why they love it, how they discovered it and why they think it's flawless. But firstly, we have a Patreon. You can back us from as little as $1 a month. And there's content bonuses at $5 and $10 a month. You can find us at patreon.com slash flawlessamp. And we are now there's part more? of the Play On Radio Network, along with other great podcasts like the Australian Music Diaries. Our episodes air Monday afternoons, 5pm Eastern Daylight Savings Time. You can hear them at playonradio.live. And if you follow us on social media, we post about it too. Yes. Ta-da! Yeah, thank you for validating me, Liam. Yes. Uh, so today, it is my turn to nominate oh, an album. It is. Don't act surprised, guys. <laughs> and we weren't <laughs> we're, what could we this were, album be? We were all prepared. Okay, I am nominating The Ugly Organ by Cursive. Three. I'm getting nods of approval. Good. Well, last I time I said, yes, yeah, last and time I said, yep, I got well. yelled at for being validating. So yeah, I know. <laughs> now I'm, now I'm tread carefully. So I am trying to tread carefully. Yeah, sure. Yes. So um, I brought this album forward because um, it's one of my favorite albums, and I figured, hey, that's the point of the podcast, right? Yeah. Uh, so I have got to ask. I'm going to go with Grant first because oh. it's always my fun one. Have you heard of Cursive or this album? The writing style, yes. <laughs> Mandatory in, uh, in apartheid South Africa. The band, no, See, not at all. You hadn't heard of I was band. a virgin. <gasps> a cursive virgin. A, but, yeah. Well, the band cursive virgin, yes. Okay, now, Liam. Yes. I'm judging by our group chat that we have because <laughs> we love each other that you had heard of cursive before. I had heard. I was very <laughs> excited. So I, I think I <laughs> screamed, yes, when you nom- or nice when you nominated the album. In capital letters. In all caps, which is as excited as I get on a group chat. Which is ironic because they're cursive. Yeah. Um, and I've written their <laughs> sure. name in all caps as well in my notes. Uh, so had you heard this album before? I had heard I own this album. Oh, um, so yes. Oh, wow. Yes, so 2003 must have been a period, yeah, where I think I was just like, reading a lot of music websites and if they said an album was cool, I went and found it in the cheapest spot possible. Um, usually Rocking Horse Records for Brisbane people, they have they had a huge secondhand bin and you could usually find pretty much anything there a couple of weeks after it came out and it was usually always like 10 bucks, whereas these days now they're quite a bit more expensive than that because mm. Rocking Horse wasn't making any money. Um, so <laughs> so yes. they still operate? Yeah, yeah. Yep. So mm-hmm. still off the mall. Um, they're in a different space now to where they were and they're, they used to be like a really huge space and now it's quite small so they've condensed down a lot of their stuff. But um, yeah, so I do, I have this album, I remember buying it at the time and liking it and going, yeah, that's a cool album and then I never, I don't know why I didn't keep following them because they've still been releasing albums after that but they have. for some have. reason it, it dropped off. So this was the first album you bought by them? This is the yeah. first and only yeah. album that I, and that I, the only so, time I'd ever heard anything by them and ah. I just went, this is cool. Did and you buy it because it had an interesting cover or because you'd heard of the band? Because I would have read a review of the album somewhere okay. online that said this is a great album and it would have described why and I would have been like, hey, that sounds like something that I would like. Cool. And in those days I had disposable income and nothing oh. to do with it. So I just went. So you didn't have a block of land? Didn't no. have a block of land, didn't then. have mortgage. I would have just been renting and gone. Anything that wasn't rent was going on secondhand CDs. Sure. 
Seriously, okay, everything that wasn't rent was going on secondhand CDs. Do you still have a secondhand CD collection? Yeah, yeah. I've still got an, our entire CD collection of 1,000, 1,500 CDs or something. Are you serious? Really? Yeah, yeah. That much? Yeah. <laughs> no. Wow. Party at Liam's. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> they're, all, they're all boxed up now. That's I never it's... take them out because it's all in iTunes now anyway. Sure. And then also on Spotify. So it's all boxed up and we've been trying to think about what to do with what it. What do you do? Yeah. Because there's no point just keeping it in boxes. But the point of it wasn't to own it. The point of it was to be able to listen to it. Now we can listen to it at any time. Yeah. So it's like, all right, what do you do with stuff? But there's yeah. stuff in there that, yeah, we're off track now. But there's stuff in there that we... <laughs> no, it's good. There's I mean, stuff in there we could If we got rid of it, we'd never be able to get it back again. Sure. So if the iTunes yeah. failed, you wouldn't be able to get it back again. So it's like, what do you do with those? And Keep what do you it do forever with and ever. Everything else that... Yep. Um, yeah. If, if we lost it tomorrow, we'd be like, oh no. And wouldn't be able to do anything. So tell us. Hello. How did you discover... Hmm. And how, how did you discover Omaha, Texas's cursive? Yeah, Omaha. Texas. Oh, look at really? this contact. Uh, well, I had. Is Omaha in Texas? I, I think it, I'm pretty Omaha, sure. Omaha, I'm somewhere in Middle America, according or to Nebraska. Yeah, okay. Nebraska. Nebraska. Let's not go back there. It's actually Omaha, Nebraska. Sorry. Okay. Um, but sorry, everybody. It was um, my friend. I hung out with a lot of cool kids back in the day. And still do. Yeah, clearly. Here we are. I was waiting for that. Um, and somebody I knew had um, Domestica, their main album before this, uh, mm-hmm. from 2000. And I heard it and I was like, that's really cool. You know, they're a you know, cool rock band. Uh, but then somebody else I knew, another total mad awesome hipster, had the Burst and Bloom EP. And that's when they first introduced Greta Cohn on the cello. And mm-hmm. I was like... what is this? So, um, because the cello is one of my favourite instruments of all time. And then adding that to a Saddle Creek record was just one of the best things I could hear. So Saddle Creek being the um, record label they um, launched on, Bright Eyes come from Saddle Creek. Mm-hmm. Um, in fact, other bands that I enjoy, such as Criteria, Rilo Kylie, Tokyo Police Club, The Thermals, have all been released or are currently being released on Saddle Creek. So they're, they're a well-known um, in the indie scene. And, and the Thermals was yes. the very Yep, the very first, first one we ever did. Yep. Yeah. So we're bringing it back. Uh, well, the the name well. of some of those people will come back again later on <laughs> as, we talk about, as we talk about the album. We're going to be okay. playing Saddle Creek time. So, uh, yeah. Uh, so, so, that's, so I kind of heard about them, but I didn't... Um, one of my favourite songs by them is actually on the Best and Bloom EP, which is the last song, track five, um, Fairy Tales Tell Tales. And that's one of my favourite songs, like just legit ever. Um, uh, but the whole EP is cool, but we only do albums. But when this album came out and I put it on, um, I went, oh, yeah. <laughs> in like, the UK? Uh, in the UK, yeah. I was still living over there. I was still a young person. Um, and you I are still a young person. Uh, that's comparison so um it was good it was so i heard it i remember um a friend of mine had it and i sorry cursive ripped it off her because i could not afford it <laughs> oh. unlikely and i did not have a disposable income i was sure. a very very poor person um so uh yeah she bought it because she was rich um and i ripped it from her and so the ugly organ was born in my heart yes and i've been listening to it ongoingly ever since nice so is greta Cohn? permanently in the band is she no no so she was only in the band for three years i think um but she they have and they when she left it was because she was moving cities and i think she's doing like film production or something cool um or media production of some description but she um they said we are not seeking a replacement right like just straight up we like greta was greta that's done irreplaceable Um, yeah i guess and they um so they have a touring cellist right so they can mm-hmm. play stuff from Burst and Bloom mm-hmm. and from the... Yeah, so um, that's good of them. So and they have a touring one. And you can just swap that touring one. Of, you don't have to have one person who's always doing that or committed to it. You can just grab a touring... You have to like session, them. Session grab a session tourist. You don't have to like them. You can no. just get to them tour and go... Thanks, but no thanks. So one cool you thing smell. was, uh, I don't know if any of you knew I'm sure you've got more than one. I've got, okay, another cool thing um, is there was a little indie game created online where you could be an emo called the uh, emo game and you got to play as an emo doing emo things and one of the characters you could play was Greta. Nice. <laughs> um, so it was that hipster and emo you could be the cellist from Cursive <laughs> in the emo game. So forgive me for those that aren't don't know enough about 
obviously the emo scene. When you say can do emo things, what would doing? I can't emo even. It was like be? really. It looked from what I remember, it was kind of very blocky Minecrafty thing, and you could just like go to a gig or make a zine or do some okay. other hipster thing in the game. Um, but you could play as that character, as, as and you could play as various like musicians from yeah. bands and stuff and other people in the music scene so it was just an interesting um, sure. interesting thing to add as we do um so yeah so this is there i love cellos mm-hmm. i love this style of music when they put it together it made sense the cello makes a huge impact on a lot Doesn't of the tracks it? like it's mm-hmm. like it's almost if not, it's up there as a, at a level with a lot of the guitar parts. Like it's especially like the really cranky riffs. They're normally augmented with a cello, like jamming it in there as well. It's really cool. And they cool. play off each other yeah. a lot as mm-hmm. well. Oh, so they're like the there'll be like a really drawing, beautiful cello bow moment, and then there'll be like a jarring like just, guitar, just like jam something into yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so um, the main so just for context of who the people are. So Mm -hmm. we talked about Greta a lot because cello is going to come up a lot. Uh, But there's also Tim Kasher is lead vocals. Um, I believe he writes most of the lyrics and guitars and he plays the organ on this um, and was one of the producers. Ted Stevens on guitars and backing vocals. Matt uh, McGinn on bass and Clint Schnaz, Schnaz, uh, drums and percussion. Um, And then there were 13 people in the choir in the final song. Yes. Okay. Um, mainly, I'm guessing people from Saddle Creek mm-hmm. Records and also Friends because Connor O'Burst of Bright Eyes was one of them. Yes. And Jenny Lewis from Rilo Kylie does it. She does all the female vocals on Correct. the tracks as well. So it's, yeah. So, yeah, it's, it's like all Saddle a, Creek people. They're like ha- a really big, happy family when yeah. it comes to your yep. record label. Yeah, they're all over Bandcamp. I think I'm subscribed to them on Bandcamp, so every time they put something out, I get a little notification. I go along and check it out. Mm -hmm. And Tim Kasher does social uh, does solo work and also Mm -hmm. um, does write screenplays and has got other bands like The Good Life as well that came out um, at one point. A Good Life record came out within five months of a cursed record. Right. So just to say, if you've got commitment to your craft, you're going to put out yeah. more than <laughs> one record in a year in two different bands. Um, so and writing, being yeah. a prolific writer. Uh, so there you go. Um, before I go all gushy, um, first impressions, Liam, listening back to it again. Yeah. Oh. So it wasn't. So yeah, not quite a first impression. So I remember when I first got it. I love the first half. The first half is a lot of super power rock, except for a couple of points where it's like, no, I want to calm it down so that you impact it back when you get it back. So I was like, yeah, I, um, <clears throat> you know, I wouldn't have described it as flawless when I got it because I sort of listened to it, you know, the requisite number of times and I didn't really sort of stick with it. So it was interesting to come back to it with a new ear. Um, I love that it's... Um, so much of it is about himself. So we've talked about musicians who are self-deprecating not in a not in a fun way, but like here's my problems with the world, and also like projecting why them. why you know I'm, I'm such a stupid idiot for thinking that you know anyone cares about why uh, what I think the problems with the world are, and that's this that's like he he puts his problems into the music, but then there are two or three songs where his problem is he's a person who puts his problems into music, and so then he just aim takes his aim at himself, and yeah I really love that, and that sort of filtered all the way through, so I really liked it. And it makes a difference from people that put it out to the fans as well, complaining mm. about the fans liking yeah. them, which is stuff we've talked about before too. Yeah. It's very much like I put my I put my heart and soul into doing this for the fans, but I kind of do it for me because this is all I know mm. as well. So, yeah, mm. that's fair enough. So, Grant, you were a cursive newbie. So what was your first cursive impression? Cursive newbie, exactly. Um, I was probably most intrigued by the, by the use of the cello. I have a soft spot for, um, for string instruments. I played the violin for you know like a decade or something. And um, I found that quite surprising. In, in they wind it together; it doesn't feel out of place. I suppose mm-hmm. for mine is a mic, like, and you got the organ as well. So it's a very it's a it's not the usual mix. This is not straight one eighty, you know, mm-hmm. white drum, boy drum, rock, yeah. <laughs> drum guitar drum bass. Guitar bass and, yeah. you know, yeah. um, so so that was probably what um, what what was the most surprising, and, and probably when you listen to it, I wouldn't have necessarily said this is two thousand and three. Oh, wow, you know, like, okay. wh- where's this? 
where's this era from? You know, where's this, where's mm. this record from? So you're saying it's a timeless um, classic. <laughs> well, yeah. Well, but look, it, I I would agree. It feels like I could have listened to it for the first time a week ago, like it's just been released, or it was 2003, or mm. it was or earlier, like, like, like yeah, 95. Like, yeah, correct. So th- those are my um, certainly my first impressions. So do you remember? Because I still remember. Like I don't remember the exact moment, but I still remember hearing. The, so you've got the ugly organist on the front and then you've yeah. got some red-handed sleight of hand hey. and that power riff that opens that up the first time you hear that it's like holy shit and you can never like it's that there's these musical moments sometimes where you hear a recorded song for the first time and then you can never get back hearing <laughs> it for the first time it's like now it's like cool but it's like you expect it whereas when mm. it's unexpected so did you did you feel that a- at all when absolutely you sort of, I mean I think and I've started a couple of these you know in in this process I suppose we've talked spoke about um when when you are intrigued up front or it just grabs you and I was like in the beginning I'm like yeah okay I'm walking this and here's this thing going along and where's this and then it's boom yeah. and yeah. it opens up and I'm like okay here we go let's dance mm-hmm. um, so this is definitely one of those albums where it was oh, I don't know where this is going to go like what and then it starts properly mm-hmm. um, which I think is a great I think it opens really well to be honest yeah. from that mm-hmm. from ugly organist into into um, some red handed sleight of hand I was like jeez. Yeah. Which always this has me out because it's got the word hand twice and in the title, which I don't like. But that's neither here nor there, really. <laughs> and I liked, I liked at the end their heart. Actually, you know, it's the it's the cello that, that does the dial tone at the end. And I'm like, okay, yeah, I quite like that actually. So yeah, great, great opening um, few tracks. Because for mine. like the first, the ugly organist is like 53 seconds long. Yeah, and, yeah. You, and again, if you'd never heard it before, you're like, what's I feel like I'm in mm. a haunted circus and I'm, I'm behind the don't scenes. don't know where I am. Yeah, I'm, like, I'm behind the scenes. No one's told me where I'm supposed to be or whatever. And then, as you say, it kicks in and you're like, mm. oh, okay. And this is, we've talked again about where um, in hip hop, a lot of albums would start with an introduction about mm. what this album's going to be about. Yep. And in this, Tim's lyrics are very much, this is kind of what the album's going to be about. Mm. It's going to be about me being self-deprecating but it's all my fault yeah. um, and uh, there's so uh, many lyrics up there so why do I think I'm any different I've been making money off my indifference we all pass the hat around this is my body this is the blood I found on my hands after I wrote this album lay it off that stigmata for crossover fans so redhead is light of hand Whoa. and you're like okay so you're saying you know, you, this is me. This is what I've done, and I'm passing it around. This is mm. a song. Just enjoy the record. Yeah, <laughs> but and the um, the opening of Ugly Organist has lyrics I'd never heard before until I actually started looking them up today. Okay. So you can, if you got to hear, if you just sort of background listen to it or not paint attention, you won't hear it. But there is a guy in there screaming, and I didn't write it down because I didn't know if you'd have it already. But it's basically the first three lines from Red Handed Sleight of Hand. So he, but he's like screaming them in like a really tortured, drawn out kind of way. And then obviously in a red-handed side hand, he rips through them really, really mm. fast. So it's really cool to have like this, like, you know, you've got these waves crashing and you've got like you're almost at a beach side and there's the organ. And then, yeah, it's sort of these vocals that I'd never heard before and it was just in the background there. But it's that sa- it's similar lines about sort of being self-deprecating and singing songs of depression, I think it is, or something. Uh, yeah, so it's um, songs perverse and songs of lament, a couple of hymns of confession and... Uh, songs that recognize our sick obsessions so sing along i'm the ugly organ mm. and yeah. the ugly organ being both him playing an actual physical organ and then him referencing yeah. later on in i believe in now it's hard the, the ugly organ being his own heart his own self it's mm. deep on so many levels yeah. yeah it's like yeah literal metaphorical oh. which is fair too because when you think about it, like an organ generally is a relative like the big ones are they're, they're pretty ugly instruments yeah. they're not pretty to look at but they and they produce a sound that's not necessarily like you wouldn't think it was beautiful, but if you put it in the right way and you frame it in the right texture and you make it the right melody out of it, then it can be quite pretty. So it's sort of, yeah, that ugly organ and yeah, I really like that metaphor. Hmm. And then we moved into um, "Art Is Hard," which was they actually released this, these two next songs as singles: um, mm-hmm. "Art Is Hard" and "The Recluse." Mm-hmm. Uh, so "Art and Hard," I really like how the handover is from the end of. Red hat, yeah, uh, red hat uh, very hat. much so. The way the sound, 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 drum, sound, drum, sound, drum. You're like, oh, 
okay and then it moves into the next song so like that offbeat drum is like a really sexy way of transitioning between the two songs I'm a massive fan of that. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> um, so, uh, on yeah, on art is hard. I keep calling the album "Art is Hard" just because that comes up. To it it almost lot. feels like that's almost as, that's his theme as well. Like his his slogan is "Art is mm. Hard." Yeah, but sure. in, in that like, it is hard to produce something and put it out there in the world. Mm. But also, fucking people who think you know producing art is hard versus people who have you know really actually hard lives and you know, working class sort of stuff. So it's, mm -hmm. yeah, that sort of, once again, that mirror of this is difficult and this is who I am, but also fuck who I am and why do I find this so difficult? An interesting factoid, again. Oh, yes, uh, factoid. In one of the bands that I was in back in the UK, um, I had lyrics somewhat inspired by that, uh, which is art without the pain is science. Uh, because to me, art is hard. So it was just, uh, it turned into lyrics on one of my albums. So mm. there you go. So thank you, mm. Cursive, um, yeah. <laughs> for that. That was very good. Also um, loving art is hard, how it, um, a lot of the, it stops. Like it, there are parts quite frequently, so it's like the everything's going and then it'll just stop for like a half moment of silence. It's not, mm -hmm. oh no, we need a guitar noise or an organ noise to fill the background. It's like if this song needs to stop mid-beat mid every time, they're, they're happy to do that. And then a lot of the times it stops on like a, just a quick, like he's struck the side of the cymbal stand and then that that's the noise that sort of rings out through like almost like a church bell sort of thing and then the and then it drops for the yeah you gotta sink gotta sink yeah yeah you're like like oh and i've written down those lyrics i really like that so um oh no i've had a question that's just escaped me oh have you watched them live have i yes i have watched them live um i've watched them live twice so um the first time they were on tour with a uk band called forward russia so that was 2007 i managed to see them mm -hmm. um they're on a yeah on tour with the bank of forward russia and i think generally um cursive were headlining on that tour makes sense right um but forward russia were from leeds which is where i went to go and see them uh, which meant that forward russia were the headliners right sure. um so cursive went on and i'm like thrilled right um and i'm watching them watching them thinking i'm not gonna get an encore no. um, and no. i didn't get an encore but i stood there and i was like oh okay so they finished playing and i was like in this complete like in, oh, i was encapsulated sure. it was wonderful and i was just there like in this heaving room and uh then i watched as a third of the room at least just oh no <laughs> yeah it's always the risk really? with putting a, yeah putting yeah. the band on a little earlier we all just there was just a whole lot of us outside yeah just walking home from the gig <laughs> um, so you held in a oh you were one of the leavers oh fuck yeah oh right uh, yeah totally i was one of them okay. um, yeah and i was just one of a stream of people you know yeah. like at the interval a play but mm. we just didn't go back so yeah because uh, yeah, i was like uh, it's I can see Ford Russia whenever I want. They're from yeah, Leeds. Sure. Um, I don't really, I actually don't care about it, but good for them for headlining. It's just, I'm not willing to wait around until 11 o'clock to watch them. I think uh, in the old days I would have, but now I'd be like, yeah, early night. Yeah. If I didn't, if I didn't know or I didn't like the main headline, I'd be like, yeah, no, I've seen the band I came here to see. I'm good. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, pretty much. I was yeah. there for cursive. Um, and then I got to see them again, but at a smaller venue where they're headlining and they were playing with an art, an artist that I love called Kevin Devine, who was supporting them. But Kevin Devine is a solo guitarist and he's very sweet and he's very quiet and nice. And the crowd were a bit more raucous and loud. So um, there was just a bunch of us up at the front just trying to like will Kevin Devine on. <laughs> like, keep going, dude. Yeah. We've got you. <laughs> you can you guys we can sing along. Yeah. We're cool. And he was just kind of chatting away and he was like adorable. Uh, but then Cursive played and um, just tore it apart yeah. like the whole place was packed um they played huge hits they were just everyone was singing along mm -hmm. punching the air even if you don't know the words you sing along anyway yeah. and um it was i was right at the front it was um i got some of tim's sweat on me which was delightful um and haven't cleaned since yeah <laughs> yeah well clearly um and uh yeah so that was um uh, back in 2012 so okay. i haven't seen them since but i have messaged them on twitter and said can you come to australia and they said if you can find us a promoter um sort it out and i'm like 
shit <laughs> I, I really really want so to do on, i really want to find so a promoter so promoters of australia yeah they're, they're ready bring out cursive yeah um, <laughs> so but what was really fun about that was i actually got to um tweet them which was because i was tweeting about listening to their records um and then i said just on the off chance band i've loved for quite some time um do you have anything that you want me to i'm going to be talking about you on a podcast do you have anything that you want me to say about making the record. Um, and they actually replied, which nice. is adorable. So um, this is a little ugly organ nugget for us. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was the time that Tim Cash's lung collapsed in the middle of touring and recording the album. So um, they'd recorded the bulk of it in the spring of 2002, headed out on tour, played a string of shows, and on their way out to start um, a US-Japan tour, um, Tim's lung collapsed. He played anyway, um, went to the hospital the next day, but then had to cancel the whole Eastern Youth Tour. So he was originally scheduled to do his vocals uh, in July, but they had to delay it until he recovered. So his lung... Collapsed <laughs> partway through the making Trooper. of this yeah. record. So thank you to Cursive yeah, for thanks, tweet- tweeting me. Yeah, yeah. And, um, yeah, thank you. Yeah, everyone who ever wondered why maybe that album came out a little later in 2003 than expected, now, right. you, now you know why. There mm-hmm. was a delay and it was a good reason. Yeah. Very good reason. Um, collapsed lung. How does a lung collapse? Um, like this. She does a closed fist. Just, yeah. uh, you can have um, embolisms, you can have clots, you can have um, holes. It could be congenital. It could be oh, many yeah. reasons. I used to be in this. Don't know. Are you um, are you working in health at the moment? Sure do. <laughs> oh yeah. Uh, oh my god. So, um, talking of uh, cello and uh, guitars, we've got the recluse, where you've got that softer opening track four, where um, the twinkly guitar. <laughs> Yeah, oh. this one. So we've got the second time we've had singing on the podcast. Yeah. Um, yeah, and then the lyrics come in, but then it's just drums. Like mm. all the other music stops and it's just drums. Yeah, it's really quiet. Yeah, and it's really beautiful and until, as you said, Jenny Lewis, the singer of Rilo Kylie, another band that we know and love, um, comes in and says, Shoe fly, don't bother me. And I just... Oh, that gets me. It's really cute, like in talking about the notebooks. Um, and also comes in with, please don't barrage me. Oh, no, he comes in with, please don't barrage me with the questions to all those ugly answers. My ego's like my stomach keeps shitting what I feed it. I don't love that line. I feel like he uses a metaphor for the first time when he doesn't often do that before. Like something's like something and here's the, like it's almost like a setup and a punchline. So I kind of cool, but it's also it jags with me a little bit because he doesn't use that kind of stuff very often. Oh, I kind of it's just listening to me. I'm like, yeah, yeah. I agree. <laughs> that is exactly how I feel. Yeah, it, but yeah, maybe it, it stands it's, out for me. And I like it's not that. Oh my god, this is terrible. But it's mm-hmm. just yeah, it it uses like he uses a lot of imagery in his lyrics a lot of the time. It's not mm-hmm. often something's like something because punchline. Mm-hmm. So I think it's. Imp- probably important to say as well uh, not link necessarily linked to that but um the album domestica was largely about his divorce app- apparently um and which is why a lot of these songs are talking about his pain emotion mm. like relationships etc mm-hmm. and it centers around him having to keep going over and probably playing those songs again and again which are all reminders or like he got out all those emotions about this divorce in an mm. album and then went, oh shit, now I've got to tour it. Um, <laughs> Damn it, <laughs> bring it up it again. every night, yeah. Um, so there's I, there's a lot about relationships or about yeah. being with a woman and but mm-hmm. fleeting relationships and stuff. Yeah, um, he, yeah he starts out, the, the start of the song, the so it's like position almost like as a fly and the woman is a spider. And mm-hmm. she, at the start, she's like, no, no, go away. I have no time for you. You know, you're just a distraction. But then by the end, I guess maybe she starts to feel like if she doesn't show him that bare modicum of affection, he'll leave. Then she's like, no, no, you're, you're in my web now. You're part of who I am. It's all good. So it's sort of, yeah, even with two lines, she still, the character shows an arc from the beginning to the end of the song, which I thought was really cool. And it was, he could have sung them in mm. like, as you know as the character but yeah. bringing in a vocalist was a really good idea because she comes in on a couple of tracks i think it's kind of 
important. Mm. So, um, okay, now um, there's a creepy song. I call with it the he- with the heavy breathing. With the heavy breathing and the foot <laughs> and the footsteps. Oh yeah, my. yeah. Um, with the um, so Harold Frankenstein um, is short and just has the lyrics. Stop the monster. And it feels like an interlude too. Yeah, so this is as close to a concept album as you can get without it being a concept album, I think. And I think mm. it's a, the the ugly organist introduces the first act, and then I think Harold Frankenstein opens the second sure. act. Yeah, definitely agree. Yeah, because there's endings to songs which mm. are like a minute's worth of yes. ambient noise or so, so, sounds and organ, yeah. etc. Mm. So I think it's. I think the ending of Harold Weathervane, there's like a long drawn out ending and that Correct. I think is the introduction to Act 3 would be my guess. Mm-hmm. Which is... Yeah, about minute 50. Yeah. And then it kicks you in, in the face with Butcher the Song. Butcher the Song. Fuck yeah, that's so good. <laughs> I'm so glad you <laughs> It is confrontational. Mm. I'd say. I don't know. Grant, as somebody that had... Were you expecting to have the on nightmarish butcher the song come at you no no you don't you don't you know like, whoa where? Yeah. and again it against the context of a, of a context of mm. a of a, an album in three parts really that's it's that interlude again where you're sort of going well what's happening here with frankenstein yeah what's the story and then boom yeah boom boom like, boom yeah, and the same <laughs> one around Harold Weatherstein. You know, again, the yeah. same, same concept around that where it's a three-minute song and a minute 50, you're like, cool. And then what's happening here yeah. <laughs> for a minute and a ten? Mm. Yeah. Mm. Um, so Butcher the Song is one of those songs I put on sometimes when I'm really quite an, in an maybe angry mood mm-hmm. um, and just need to hear that. Um, mm. And it's one I will only play with headphones on at home, so I, mm. not to harm others, um, <laughs> oh. pretty much. Uh, yeah, because it's just, um, he speaks in it, and it works. Yeah. It's like yeah. he's talking. I'll stop speaking for you. If you stop speaking for me, I'm writing songs. In between, like this, like musical onslaught of sound, um, he speaks just like, now that's not fair, that's just obscene. Mm. Um, and going on, so mixes that with singing along, the, the organ coming in um, to join in, linking the whole metaphor again. And it's just, it's a, it's a good song. Because mm. the, the, the bit where he says that's, that's just obscene, that's from the line before it as well. Mm-hmm. So it goes, and each album I'll get shit on a little more. And then in quote marks, who's Tim's latest whore? Yeah. And so now that's, that's not fair. That's just obscene. Mm. I'll stop speaking for you if you stop speaking for me. Which is just like... Such an awesome line. It just comes out of like he's nowhere. Like it should just be him just going, ah, but it's this really cool lyric instead. It's, yeah, and it fits. Mm. Like him talking over it, just you, you, it's an unexpected track anyway. And then yeah. it just yeah. has that where it confronts you or confronts the people talking about him and whatever's going on in that world, mm. which is a, yeah, really nice thing to do. Oh, it's good. Doesn't it? God, yes. I'm just very excited. Um, but then we have a really sweet one. Mm. Kinda. Well, you know, kinda. Contextually, as sweet as sweet as he's gonna get on this. On the album, back end so. of butcher the on song, the yeah, of, it is yeah, very yeah, sweet. Yeah, exactly, it's right. Sweet. You butcher the it's, song, uh-huh. but then you're in Twinkly Land, so you've got that sample in the background mm. of, maybe, of like the radio pile, like of the Pinocchio in the background, yeah, that's and cool. that's really sweet. And then it's like this awesome, like rock song with haunting, just this haunting cello sound. Mm. But mm. yeah, it's uh, it's him being saved and then lost again by yeah. the end like, now i wonder how i was made yeah like like she saved him from being pinocchio and then yeah. that's ended now so he's gone back into the Just sea wanders into the sea wanders yeah. into the ocean and now uh, is he's driftwood he's just mm. it, that's that's aren't we all yeah <laughs> um, that's nice 
like we talked in the December's episode about how fairy tales are dark and manic. They're not supposed to be happy things that you mm. tell the kids. And this was, yeah, it's Driftwood, a fairy tale. This is a tortured song with a tortured soul and a happy, you know, he, a happy build up and then an unhappy tragedy ending. Mm. So I liked that it was more true to the spirit of what a fairy tale is than you often get. <laughs> like in Cinderella, yeah. she doesn't have glass slippers. They're made of squirrel fur. Yeah, exactly. Just, you know, but that doesn't make for Disney. Uh, so yeah, I don't think Driftwood, a fairy tale, would make for a Disney movie. No, no, nah. uh, but, but a great she, song. Huh? You'd, have to, song. Uh, you'd have to tack on an ending where it turns out she loves wood, and <laughs> she goes running out into the sea after him and brings him back and <laughs> just marries a piece of wood. <laughs> Marries mm. well, him occasionally. It, yeah, it's, <laughs> it's the it's the Disney tale of you love someone for who they are, and she loves him for him being wood. So. Him being a puppet. Yeah. After all, <laughs> oh Liam, you were See, so. I can write Disney movies. You're way they're more romantic. That, they're than not me. that hard. No, I do, I I love the thought of it all just being desperately awful at yeah. the end. <laughs> That's fine. So never mind. Um, and then we've got our dun dun dun, dun song. Favorite song of the album? Ooh. Oh, General Quarter. Now that I've heard it, now, so first time I couldn't have even remembered. So once again, what I remembered probably ducked out after Butcher. I remembered Butcher the song, and then after that I was like, no, I don't remember listening to this ever before. And then yeah, listening to Gentleman Caller, and then it's like, yeah, this is a really cool manic song. Lots of really awesome riffs. It's really exploding, going off. And then I listened to the lyrics really carefully. I was like, holy shit, this is so awesome. It's a nice guy the song. It's just like, here's this dude and he's like coming up to a girl and saying, your boy's a bad boy, but I'm the nice guy and your boy's a bad boy and he's cheating on you and I'd never do anything like that to you and I'm not trying to pick you up, but if you're in the mood, let's go. <laughs> Here I am. Like, oh my God. So fucking, yeah. I loved it. Yeah. Mm. Yes. And then, um, yeah, so it, but then it drops again yeah. yes. to this soft beautiful empowering mo it's almost like he's been with the woman and then he's gone it's okay everything's fine now like mm. i've taken you away yeah like he was awful i've taken you away everything's warm and fuzzy um and he's got whatever i said to make you think that loves the religion of the week this morning we love like weaklings the worst is over and we will hear the worst is over as well mm. again yes because the worst is over and there's doo-doo-doo-doos. So you know that I love handcuffs, I love haze, and I love doos. So, uh, yeah, um, I'm, I'm a fan of those. So this mm. has got our doo-doo-doo-doos songs, uh, which, which we like. So, Grant, you mentioned uh, Harold Weathervane. Yes. That was the... And, and the, I suppose it, more along the lines of, the, of that context of the three pieces, mm -hmm. um, and up to a minute 50, you're like, okay, well, there you go. This is, this is going swell. And then it, it goes into the organ and, and it just sort of fades or sort of meanders a bit. And then bloody murderer. <laughs> Boom. Great yeah. introduction on the back end of Harold. And it works. It's mm. like, right. it's those it interludes. And sure. I don't skip them. I'm like, that interludes mm. there to prepare me for my next onslaught yeah. some description <laughs> yeah. um, which is cool and then as you say it comes up with a song called Bloody Murderer so mm. what are you going to expect mm. from that? Sure Yeah. How do you think that's going to go? And yeah the disjointed conversation between mm. the guitar and cello yeah. at the beginning of that is like oh mm. yeah Great intro Yeah I think at one point there was like an interview or something where they said they were, um, they had like some influence on from like pavement esque type stuff. And uh, I am a massive fan of pavement and I'm a massive fan of things that don't quite sound in tune but still make you want to listen to it anyway. Yeah. Um, so the cello is like 
perfect and then the guitar's deliberately like mm. imperfect yeah but deliberately so mm. like it makes it a really good thing and then before you've got this huge drums and everything coming in for the track to make it what it is and it's all about so there's like that ghost in his bed which is his memory just I mean his memory of his ex mm-hmm. and he's having that back and forth with the ghost of his ex as well and trying to get her to go away but also probably not wanting to really let her go so it's like that that push and pull and the tease of everything and then really cool. it's like the the bloody murder of mm. the relationship that's happened or yeah. getting rid of the ghost that's mm in his bed that he can't get rid of yeah um, i think the first couple of times in the song it's they shout out bloody murder and then towards the end it changes to bloody murderer <laughs> so it's not a thing that happened it's one it's them yelling at one another you killed this i don't I know like i like that no I, I that's that's what kind of what i thought i might cool. you know he's not the clear he's not always perfectly clear with his vocals so my, i might have just missed it the first time but that's how that's how i felt so i'm sticking to it that's yeah stick to it. i like <laughs> it I, you said it with conviction yeah, so I did, I'm, I, I'm on board I enjoyed it. yeah, I, yeah I, i'm on board um, I'm I, with you, I, I, there's little things that they do like the footsteps earlier and stuff like that that make you present to what they are um singing about or what the soundscape they are designing um and in this they literally have the smash of maybe like a mirror of mint mm. when it comes when he shouts, the mirror crashed on the dresser. And there's this smash, like you can hear like a, an actual sound effect alongside the music. Mm. So it's not just you're hitting the drums to make that crash sound, hitting the crash, simple. <laughs> um, <laughs> but you are, it's got that and it just, it's like, it's like whoa, it's like you, you're in a play. Um, it's an epiphany like that's why they call it the crash symbol <laughs> it, makes, it makes a crash noise when yeah. you hear it. Yeah. Yeah. had we not had <laughs> we not got there before Liam no I don't think I had yeah. really okay cool well uh, that's why I can't play the drums is because I don't like making that much noise it is, so all, it is very noisy that's why I play the guitar because I can turn it down yeah. and then other people turn it up and I turn it down again and I'm like oh should we not cause a fuss um, <laughs> British uh, but yeah that's got um, so that's got Jenny Lewis in it mm-hmm. again being the ghost which yep. Um, sounds so she, her voice just sounds so haunting mm. and beautiful on it so um, yeah um, yeah. one of my favourite songs is the next song yeah yep, for really sure <sighs> tell me about it well Sienna Sierra the daughter Sierra, Sierra, Sierra yeah wow so it's the life you didn't take so it's the ex that's moved on and yeah. it's everything that you're going, but I'm ready now. And like, so he's there and I'm imagining there's this guy who's gone, who's driven up to his old love's apartment from 10 years ago, right? And then he sees that there's a kid outside and he's like, that could have been me. It could have been, I could have been the dad. So what's your mum up to now? And who is mm. your dad? What yeah. kind of guy is he? Can I, I'm, I'm ready. No, I'm ready now. I'm coming back. I'm coming yeah. to claim I what I this. turned away. Yeah. And it's just, and he starts to be obsessed with the fact that he could be the dad of Sierra. Like mm. he, that could have been his life. I'm just, whoa. And it's, it's his choice. That yeah. He, didn't go down there so he's mm. not saying you you turned me away and now you've moved on no. to this great mm. life it's i'm de- that desperate i'm ready i'm ready to come back now at the end like, have you got the lyric too late she cried the lyric or have you got the lyric i've got some lyrics so i'm sure we've got the same one And it's oh. it's a thing of like, is and it's it's almost like like you said it, it it could be him driving up to an apartment and seeing her and seeing the daughter, or it might just be entirely all in his head. In he his might, head, yeah, he yeah. just might yeah. be fondly remembering a woman in the past that he could have had that relationship with and then didn't. And it's sort of yeah, it's so beautiful. And then there's the whole thing of like this whole album has been about him and how he, you know, his complicated romantic relationships and the complicated past, but also his music musicianship again like you know we know that people in bands don't necessarily make for good stable partners so maybe this is a, a woman who um 
you know tried to say hey quit the band and settle down with me and he's like no way baby i'm i'm a rock and roll guy i'm out on the road and now he's reached the end of that time and he's like fuck fucked it like should have should have stayed Mm. which yeah like i i can't help but sometimes go back and go maybe if i just stayed with that person because i've seen them on instagram and (laughs) and like i've seen their life now and god i could have lived in that house you know and this and the other and had a car that looks like that and just gone to parents Mm. evenings and I chose a completely different path. But yeah, like that's why listening to something like this, you're going, wow, I'm not the only one. Yeah. But mm-hmm. I didn't write something so good <laughs> about yeah. it. Um, so yeah, so for me, it really ties into that part of the album that I felt of him hating the musician side of him, of his personality. And he sings the word Sierra at least 11 yeah. times, I counted. And anguish, just <laughs> great, anguish. Great song. Yeah. It got the double tick. Got the double uh, tick. Double tick. Yeah. I mean, double tick of dreams. That's it. Oh, man. Done. And the recluse, but this one too. God, that's good choice. Tell you what. Well, yeah, well I think so. Yeah, it's d- double tick, so it's yeah. fun. <laughs> um, and uh, then, so the album's like 40 minutes long. Yep. Here it is. So then we've got a 10 minute track at the end. Yeah, it's like a quarter of the album. <laughs> Done. Really Just boom. Quarter of the album. Is it could have been like a pop punk album of like 11 tracks in 30 minutes, but no, he's no. like, no, I got, <laughs> no. I got 12 tracks in 40 minutes. Um, we're not ready. We're not ready to say goodbye to no. all of the pain. The pain and anguish needs to end. Yeah. So now it's like, it's... With the Bee Gees song. With, with the Bee Gees song. Staying alive. Um, it's like I've made the choice to not despair in all of mm-hmm. this anymore. I am going to just be around i'm going to carry on i'm going to be around so he says i've decided tonight i'm staying alive alive just kicking and screaming so it doesn't yeah. matter he's so, just yeah so it's not mm-hmm. he's not everything's okay i'm still kicking and screaming it's not everything's okay or no. i fixed everything or i'm in a good place now it's just i'm gonna stay here if there's any thought that i might you know take a different way no nope, i'm here and it's just going to be the way it's going to have to be. And it's a super slow burn. So it takes like two Ooh. minutes before all the in- instruments all kick in. Yep. It's a slow, slow burn. I love it. And it's like... And it's like the in- they come in one at a time. Yeah. Like, yeah, just little pieces mm. on the way through. Like it's almost like a, you're on the stage and each one comes in so you mm. can recognize them. Yeah. And go, oh, well done for your contribution. Well yeah. done for your contribution. And then three minutes in, he started shouting mm. the declaration of staying alive. Like he's just the plea, yeah. the like grappling at it, saying, I, I'm doing it, I'm doing it, I'm mm. staying alive. Yeah. Oh. And then you've got... The worst is over. Yeah. <laughs> I know, right? Which, which, uh, which I'm not sure he believes. Yes. Uh, but... It might be for us. <laughs> but but he, I feel for him saying it and having parts of his brain, because I think all those voices are the voices in his head. Him, it's important for them to be saying it so that he can try and, if not believe it, at least act like he believes it mm-hmm. to try and keep going through. So the first time I heard the album back again and again this time, I thought Sierra would have been a perfect finishing song. But when I really paid attention to it, it's like, no, you can't. that can't be the end of the story. You've been telling a story for the whole album and it can't end with that level of regret that that mm. song has. It needs a different capper and that's where mm. you get Staying Alive. Yeah, and the act of bringing in a choir mm. sounds like the people around you are there mm. saying the worst is yeah. over like it, you're not on your own like a lot of this album is being on your own or having a fleeting romance or something or like like regretting something in the past but suddenly you've got all these people just in a chorus singing to keep you mm. around mm. and like telling you the worst is over and it's just and then finding out that they're also his label mates yeah so they would they would probably <laughs> yeah, be his yeah. friends they would be people yeah. who are around him and who knew him day to day yeah and he's like and it's almost so we know how much of himself and almost the individual storyline this album is and then the people who are singing the song playing his friends are his friends not his real friends so mm. each instrument in this needs recognition because like i hadn't mentioned it earlier but like the drums and percussion on this song are phenomenal mm. so um, i like i made a, like we talk about the cello and the guitar and there's some bass lines in here which are sliding sweet bass lines um and um like everything is like immaculate mm-hmm. like 
deliberate, like deliberate and immaculate. Yeah. Um, but to have a 10 minute song where the last two, three minutes are just really wind, mm -hmm. winding down, like you're going to bed, winding yep. down um, to finish an album that's had so much fierce aggression and shouting at you <laughs> was daring, mm. I guess. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I so think it works. The end of that song, some of the noises come back from the start, from the opening mm -hmm. of Ugly Organ too, like the background noises and the waves and the beaches and stuff like that, which I think is really cool. Like a... So it's like a prologue and an epilogue mm. to mm. the album. Yeah, mm. well, it's, if we're in a few, if we've got three acts to the album, yeah. it makes sense that we would have it. Um, it's just, I'm trying to read my own handwriting. So we've got <laughs> our, yeah, it's just like this final line from the protagonist and their friends just mm. coming on and saying the worst's over. Yeah. It's the end of the record. We're going to close it off mm -hmm. quietly for you. Um, it's the end of the show. And back in the day when we were CD listeners, you could put it on at bedtime and, then, and actually listen to this. You know, it doesn't trick you at the end with a, mm. with yeah, a, yeah. With a secret track. <laughs> like somebody we know. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it doesn't trick you. So you can actually, uh, it's one of the songs. It's like, there's a few Jimmy Ward songs and stuff as well that I put as bedtime songs in so I can put it on. And then by the end, after 10 minutes, I can just have a little snoozy time and that's nice mm. <laughs> yeah which you time. don't get from many albums that also have songs called bloody murder and mm. butcher the song etc yeah. so, um grant were there things that we haven't um mentioned that you had because you i know you have a system and we well system say uh no look i think I, as i mentioned earlier was a it's an interesting concoction of instruments that are played mm -hmm. which is quite unusual from from the other albums we, we've listened to um, and you know, it's probably got more, a bit more context in talking now around there's probably three parts to it. Um, on reflection, which as a total newbie to the band wouldn't necessarily picked up. Um, and it's intriguing how you know, interesting that, that they've, they don't travel with it with the, with the person who, uh, whoever the, the cellist was, and Greta. they've got a tour in Greta, yeah. know, they've got a touring cellist and they're doing their own thing. Um, and it's a real, I suppose, musical journey for for the group and to know that staying alive involved a whole lot of people from their mm. from their um uh record label is, is is a cool story as well so yeah no, nothing more really from from my side i think that i've that i find intriguing or, or didn't cool. know so i didn't attack you and scare you off like some of my no. other previous choices <laughs> I, no i i think the thermals probably our, our opening album that we looked at was probably the most confronting album not I strike anywhere no, I didn't oh, think so. Oh, cool. You'd softened by in by yeah. then. Um, <laughs> no, look, um, but um, no. So no, I, uh, I, I thought as a listener, off the off the bat, yeah, like amazing and very intriguing because you don't really know where it's going to go. Hmm. So, you know, it sort of piques your interest in that in that way. Um, great listen off the bat. So. George, I'm all good. Did you want to give us your final pitch? My yes. final pitch? Oh, man. Uh, so um, I haven't stopped having this album on my repeat list since it came out like just as one of those circulated at mm -hmm. least once a year kind mm -hmm. of album and uh for when i'm feeling cheerful or for when i'm feeling pretty shit like it doesn't seem to matter it's one of those things that kind of like hits a spot weirdly ben folds five as well on a <laughs> very different scale yeah, but sure. it doesn't matter about, what mood all about the callbacks today yeah oh, wow. <laughs> doesn't matter what mood i'm in um it turns out i can listen to it um but i from seeing them live and seeing how epic they are and from listening to this record i do it i can do it start to finish and i can also play tracks on repeat and just if i'm in that space i'll just put butcher the mm. song and i'll just listen to it on repeat but i just think it's nothing else is like it and i love that they didn't replace greta i love that they just mm. went this is who we are now we're yeah. somebody else we, we didn't sure. have her to begin with we had it for a bit we don't have an out but we when we play live we know people want to hear it so mm. that's cool and so i think they've just stayed true and i think um i really just enjoy them as people and have listened to them speakers on podcasts and all sorts and um yeah they they tweeted me back which yeah. means that they're obviously <laughs> good um, so my my final pitch i guess is this is a really important timeless album in the kind of punk rock folk classical like genres um and it's just really in, quite important to me so cool. that's why i bought it did so you, they put out an album in 2018 didn't they yeah I think that, did you listen to it yeah 
Do you like it? Yeah. Holds up against this one or not? Uh, not the same. Uh, so it's got a different feel to it. But the yeah. new, uh, the, they've had an, an album out this year as well, Get Fixed, okay. 2019. Right. Um, and that's also 20, really 2020. Uh, t- oh, 2020. Oh, jeez. <laughs> so they brought out 2019. They brought out Get Fixed as well. and that was, Okay. Um, that might also, be the one I was thinking of then. Oh, yeah. It's really good. Yeah. No, I think there was... There, there was one in 2018 as well? Yeah. Okay. Um, I think so. So... Um, yeah, so um, I I'm not one to always listen to an entire back catalogue mm-hmm. of an album like of a band, um, but there's probably only a couple of their records that I'm like, nah, I don't love it as much. Yeah. Um, but I can sit and listen to I can listen to them all day. I can cool. listen to anything Tim Casher does is really yeah. annoying. <laughs> so yeah, so there we go. Nice. So, oh, Liam, yes. you revisited this album. I did revisit this album, and like I said, the first time I heard the first time I was into it, I was. I wouldn't have described it as flawless. It was just the first half I remembered really vividly and then everything after that didn't sound like the first half. So I would have just gone, ah, oh, I only like riffs. But coming back to it now, um, yeah, I, like I said all the way through, I, I've fallen in love with the songs in the back half. I think they're all really clever. Uh, I think they're mostly based around a single idea, which is really cool. Like he doesn't try and incorporate too much into the things and try and sort of grow under their own weight. Um, it's a great mix of instrumentation and vocals. They use cellos in a way, the cello in a way that I've never heard any other band use it. It's like, yeah, like I know bands that have cellos a lot of the time, it's the soft, it's mournful and it's soft and it's sad and it's sometimes it's in the background and it's sort of keeping you moving through the song. Whereas this was, it could do that or it could be the same jaggedness as a guitar riff. Mm-hmm. So yeah, really loved it. Um, I love the opening and closing bit. So I saw it as like a circus. So part pantomime, part puppet show, part circus and part freak show. So it's all these things. Mm-hmm. And he's the, he's the ringmaster, but also the lead character and also hates that he's the ringmaster and the lead character, which I'm going to keep coming back to because I really love that it's, it's withering, it's an acerbic and self-flagellating. Acerbic? Acerbic. What does that really mean? Forgive me. Bitter. Oh. Angry. Jeez. Um, what a way to be. It is all those things and it is flawless. Oh, look at you go. Check you out. Check me out indeed. There was, if I had a couple of little complaints, some of the quiet bits at the end of songs went on a little bit too long for me, but that's not enough of a thing. Like I did go racing over to the the CD machine to skip the track or anything. So it was, The CD machine. The CD machine. (laughs) I didn't skip skip the track. So yeah. yeah. I wish, because I was listening to it on iTunes and I wish I'd listened to it on Spotify because then my algorithm would have picked it all up and I'd be getting heaps more of this sort of stuff on the way through whereas you I won't get that now you could just play it overnight on mute maybe. yeah I should do that get them a bunch of money as well <laughs> yes that's cool there you go. so Mr Grant let us pass over to you here I am did the- you find the art hard? I like the art <laughs> being hard actually um, look I think this is a fantastic album and, and certainly um, having not listened having known nothing about these oaks at all, I'm going juice, and I'll have the soft spot for my for my um, string instruments, instruments <laughs> as I mentioned before. I I had the problem with the outros or the endings just being a bit weird on a number of occasions. Mm-hmm. That they was do, they do, do and, a bit. and 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 yeah, and that was for mine. I don't think it's flawless. On I'm sorry it's on okay. that basis, and I didn't. I, I, I loved one through four. I'm like, hey, I'm in. Like hundreds, um, Harold Frankenstein? Question mark. I'm like, right. hey, what's going on here? And then going into Butcher the Song, which is intriguing, and this is unfortunately a personal thing. Butcher the Song did nothing for me. Oh. I'm like, dish, dish. It didn't, like and dish. a strange organ ending at that at the end. Yeah. Um, and so I'm then back on board, and I'm like, hey, fairy tales, double ticks, gentleman caller, your favorite track. We're in like Flynn, Hail the Weatherman. Hey, up to a minute 50, I'm good. I'm cool. I'm like, really? and then I'm like, what are you doing? <laughs> Why? Why are we going in this meandering organ <laughs> ending to the, I don't know what's happening here anymore. Right. Bloody murder, we're back in. Sierra, Sierra, love it as well. And staying alive, most of it, again, was also, I thought, really good. But did we have to, I just thought, I'm like, I'm like, you're losing me. And I can see certainly at the end of it, of if you're listening to it and you want to go to bed and you're in the um, song number 10, or at least um, staying alive, we're cool. We're absolutely sorted. Um, but for mine, that little bit in the middle, five, six, Frankenstein, which is the song, and the meandering bits at the end of a couple of them just lost it for me. So unfortunately, it's uh, not flawless for me today. That's okay. 
That's why we play this game. Yeah. <laughs> that's it's a right. horrible game. Yeah, I, I Jeez. know, right? I know. But that's it, okay. Well, thank you. Um, and thank you to Cursive for bringing out this record. Yeah. Yes. Uh, this is good. So, um, uh, yes. Uh, thank you, everyone, for listening importantly because yes. without you we're just weirdos in a living room yep. uh we have facebook twitter and instagram we are flawless amp on all of those so you can join the conversation share or like our posts give us a rating every little bit helps to find other music lovers just like you in in kazakhstan hey I yeah. saw that. We found out today. We have. Yes. We've been rated in Kazakhstan for music commentary podcasts and music podcasts. Thank you, Kazakhstan. Thank you, Kazakhstan. Thank you, Welcome. Kazakhstan. That's awesome. We're huge in Eastern Europe. Yes. Yes. It's like the ninth biggest country in the world. I know. What I didn't know hell? that. Thanks for that. Wow, guys. So thank so, you. Sorry, George. No, no, that's <laughs> awesome. Step it up, rest of world. Yeah. Come on. Like... Give us a rating. Sure. Give us a, yeah, like music commentary. That's what we do. Um, so, yeah, as you, we mentioned, we do have Patreon if you want to um, endorse us financially at patreon.com slash flawless AMP. And you can back us and check us out for extra content. So thanks again for listening and we'll speak to you next time. <laughs> <laughs>